Good morning, everyone. At Baylor this week, we're focused on international education. It's a, kind of a week we have every year, and so here in chapel, we're involving students and others from around the world as we worship together. We also have Brenda Sanders here. Brenda's one of the ministers from what we call the BGCT, the Baptist General Convention of Texas, and that's just sort of the way Texas Baptists say our Texas denomination. So she's one of the ministers there, but we'll be bringing a word uh, uh, to us today and, and uh, a meditation. Uh, she also, by the way, is in charge of student missions. So if you're interested in maybe summer missions along the way when you're at Baylor, she'll be out front. You can talk to her about that. Let's begin with a word of prayer. God, we pray that for a moment we might be lifted into a place where we see more clearly how deeply we're loved, where we see more clearly all that you might do with us in the world, not only here with one another, but beyond this place. Lift us beyond the things that would block us in this day struggles that we're having, the limitations that are so apparent to us. Would you lift us beyond that for a moment? That we might somehow be aware that your kingdom is within us and all around us and is that to which and for which we strive. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Please join me in the responsive reading. I'll read the light print and you'll read the dark. Leader of light and peace in Jesus Christ our Lord. Creator of all that is of eternity and our existence. Savior of all the world, healer of the nations. breath of all that lives, of people near and far. Maker, Spirit, Son, God of the here and now. Stand with us this morning as we sing this hymn for the beauty of the earth.
que Jésus leur avait désigné. Quand ils le virent, ils se prosternèrent devant lui. Mais quelques-uns eurent des doutes. Jésus s'étant approché, leur parla ainsi. Tout pouvoir m'a été donné dans le ciel et sur la terre. Allez, faites de toutes les nations des disciples, les baptisant au nom du Père, du Fils et du Saint-Esprit, et enseignez-leur à observer tout ce que je vous ai prescrit. Et voici, je suis avec vous tous les jours jusqu'à la fin du monde. This is the word of the Lord. We can have a seat this morning. I will lead the prayer in Indonesia. Let us pray. Bapa Surgawi, sungguh kami bersyukur Tuhan untuk hari ini. Terima kasih engkau hadir di tengah-tengah kami. Tuhan, saya berdoa Tuhan kiranya engkau membuka hati kami Tuhan. Kami mau mengundang Roh Kudus untuk boleh tinggal di dalam hati kami dan boleh mencelikan mata kami Tuhan supaya kami sungguh melihat kebesaran Engkau. 
Bapa di dalam surga, saya berdoa Tuhan supaya setiap orang yang hadir di tempat ini sungguh boleh menerima pesan yang akan disampaikan. Biar roh kudusmu saja yang bekerja Tuhan supaya setiap orang yang hadir di tempat ini boleh sungguh-sungguh melihat kebesaranmu dan boleh bersedia untuk diutus oleh engkau kemanapun pergi. Terima kasih ya Tuhan, hanya di dalam nama Tuhan Yesus Kristus kami berdoa dan mengucapkan syukur. Amin. I want to teach you this chorus so that we can sing it throughout the next few moments together. It just says this. We must go live to feed the hungry stand beside the broken We must go stepping forward us from just singing, move us into action, we must go, we just sing that much with me, we must go, live to feed the hungry, stand beside the broken, we must go, Stepping forward, keep us from just singing, move us into action, we must go. I hope that maybe you'll catch on to the verses as we sing together, but when we get to that chorus, I hope that you'll voice that loudly together and allow that to be a prayer this morning that we can pray together. God of justice. Savior to all Came to rescue The weak and the poor Chose to serve and Not be served Jesus You have called us Freely we've received go, live to feed the hungry, stand beside the broken, we must go, stepping forward, keep us from just singing, move us into action, we must go. Just singing, 
must go. We must go. Live to feed the hungry. Stand beside the broken. We must go. Stepping forward. Keep us from just us into action we must go last May I remember walking down that dirt slope, slope path between the same shack houses and turning around the corner where about 50 anxious Ghanaian kids were waiting for our Baylor team to finally arrive I had been looking forward to this moment of seeing those precious children again all year who I had prayed for and missed so much Finally, I was going to be surrounded by their laughter and smiles again after an entire year of wondering how they had been doing. In my first moment of being back at the orphanage, my 15-year-old friend, friend Francisca had been waiting at the entrance to tell me she had skipped school that day to see if I would come back again to see her and that she had missed me so very much. Moments later, I started recognizing dozens of little faces running around and jumping into our arms desperately wanting that love and care they had yearned for so much. The past two summers, I have had the incredible opportunity of going to Ghana through Baylor Spiritual Life, and honestly, it has been one of the most important parts of my Baylor story and what has shaped me into who I am. We go with several different missions in mind, but one of the most important is to go to All Nations Orphanage and love on a group of kids who come from circumstances where they aren't used to getting a lot of individual love. But regardless of how little they have materially or even how much love they have received in their past, these kids run around with a joy and a desire to learn about Christ in ways I have never seen before. I will be honest and say that my heart has been broken for these kids so much in the past two summers. And sometimes I feel so powerless that all I can do is sit and ask God, why them? But when I watch them sing and worship their Heavenly Father, with their whole hearts, or get to share scripture with them, or hold them in my arms as they fall asleep, or even cheer them on as they kick around a soccer ball, I find that the Lord has blessed all nations with hope amidst the suffering, and I have confidence that he is watching over those children and keeping his promises to protect his, his children each and every day. We must go, live to feed the Stand beside the broken, we must go. Stepping forward, keep us from just singing. Move us into action, we must go. My name is Marty Pike, and I served two summers with Go Now Missions. The first place I served was a place called G3S2, which is just up the road, just outside of Clifton, Texas. It's a goat farm with a T1 line and five monstrous computers that allowed us to be technical support for missionaries and foreign aid workers. We did everything from find cell phone plans for returning missionaries to helping a guy who lost his passport during a layover in Spain. The other place I served was San Diego, California, planting churches. Um, I got to plant Mission Trails Church. I helped plant Mission Trails Church in the Allied Gardens neighborhood. We had picnics and block parties. We started small groups in a college ministry. 
And I got to see a church grow out of a neighborhood of people whose lives had been changed by Jesus Christ. When I was on these trips, I learned what it meant to decompartmentalize my life. There was no separating Marty Pike, the missionary, from Marty Pike, the student, from Marty Pike, the regular guy. I learned to be myself in all facets of life because there was never a moment when I just took the missions hat off. I was a part wherever I was. Most importantly, I didn't just learn what it means to do missions. I learned what it means to be a Christian, to be one whose life has been changed by an encounter with Jesus Christ, and is hopeful for others to know that change. In both my experiences, I was able to leave the familiar surroundings of my home, and in that unfamiliarity, learn my true identity in Christ. And then when I returned home, better live out that identity. Must go live to feed the hungry, stand beside the broken. We must go stepping forward, keep us from just sinning, move us into action. summer, I spent two weeks in Kumasi, Ghana. Going to Africa as a missionary has always been a desire of mine growing up. So when God opened a door for me to go to Ghana through Baylor Missions, I sprinted through it with so much excitement, ready to finally go. I took my first step into a yard of dirt and looked around at an orphanage that is the home of 50 kids who have lost either one or both of their parents. Kids who own only two pairs of clothes have no money to go to school and eat maybe three bowls of rice a day. But as I took those first few steps around the corner of a dimly lit classroom, I did not see broken darkness. I saw joyous light shining from the smiles of these precious kids as they ran to us with welcome arms. I met 14-year-old boys with the bodies of malnourished eight-year-olds and they ran circles around me dribbling a soccer ball with incredible amounts of energy. I met a nine-year-old girl named Charity who had hair shorter than mine, had no dresses, and had no jewelry. But she had the most beautiful smile I've ever seen that always came with a laugh more contagious than any disease could match. And I met a two-year-old boy named Jack. His feet are deformed, and as he continues to grow, there's a chance that he will probably not be able to walk someday. And he also will probably never receive any medical attention to help him. But when I would look in Jack's face, I did not see anger or fear. I saw complete and utter joy. God completely broke my heart for these kids. But he also opened my eyes to see that despite all of their needs, he alone is the one who holds them together in the brokenness and fills them to completion with his satisfying love and joy. God sent me to Ghana to love these kids through the love of Christ. But he brought me to Ghana to be shown a much fuller picture of the love of Christ. A love that is exploding from children of brokenness who are living with joy and confidence that they are the sons and daughters of God Almighty. They are satisfied because they are filled with Jesus Christ. We must go Live to feed the hungry, stand beside the broken.
crazy and he tried to shake it off but he just couldn't get away from that feeling that God was telling him to go to this particular street corner so he figured well I might as well do it so he walked to the street corner and he's standing there on the street corner when uh, a man comes up to him and wants to practice his English now this isn't out of the ordinary this happens all the time it usually starts with something hello my name is and the conversation continues depending on how much English they know. As they shared, this uh, Dan asked the man, what do you do? And the man said, I, I own a factory. And Dan was able to reply, oh, my family owns a Coca-Cola bottling company in the US. The man got very excited because here was someone that might understand his life. And he said, oh, you must come see my factory. Before he knew what was going on, Dan found himself in a taxi with a complete stranger in a city he'd never been to before on his way to a factory. Little did he know that that factory was two hours outside of town. And as they traveled, they continued to talk and to share, and Dan was able to share with this man that he was a Christ follower. And he was able to explain to him what it meant to know Jesus. They arrived at the factory, and he had a tour of the factory, and then this man turned to Dan and said, I want my people to hear what you have shared. Would you tell them? And of course, Dan said yes. So this factory owner stopped production, gathered all the workers together, and he asked Dan to preach. And he had an opportunity to share who Jesus Christ was and how they could know him. Does that story sound like anything you might have read in the Bible before? In Acts 8, beginning in verse 26, we have a story of Philip. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of the treasury of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, 
and was on his way home, was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to the chariot and stay near it. So that's what Philip did. He began to run alongside the chariot, and he asked the man, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I understand unless someone explains? And Philip says, I can explain. He's invited up into the chariot, and he begins to explain that Isaiah is speaking of Jesus, the Christ, and that Christ has come. And the Ethiopian man believes, and Philip is able to baptize him. A specific place for a specific time to reach a specific person. Because Philip was obedient to hear the Spirit and to go. Now we know that God was already at work in the life of the Ethiopian because it says he was on his way to Jerusalem to worship. So God had been at work, but he needed someone that he could intersect into that man's life at this particular time, and Philip was the answer. So he was able to go and be the one to share. But the picture was so much bigger than just this one man. Yes, this Ethiopian became a Christ follower, but he's also the one, this man of influence, part of the kingdom, the queen's court, a person of authority, he was the one to go back and share for the first time in Ethiopia, for the first time on the continent of Africa, the truth of Jesus Christ. And Philip was part of that because he was willing to be at the right place at the right time. I think this is a wonderful biblical example of short-term missions where God calls us you can be a part of the same thing. When you become part of a short-term mission, you, get to, you get to be part of the bigger picture. God is already at work before you go, and he will continue to work after you leave, but you get to be intersected into that work for that time to do a specific thing, to reach a specific person or persons. And you become, picture, big, you become part of that bigger picture. You know, Dan has no way of knowing what happened in the hearts of the people in that factory. He has no way of knowing, did some of them believe? I have to think that some of them did. And he was part of that bigger picture of what may now be continuing to spread across that country. All because he listened and obeyed. Never underestimate what God can do with the short amount of time given to him. Would you be one of those that would go? I am Abdallah. Welcome to Les Enfants de Dieu. Nice to meet you.
opportunity to come to Rwanda presented itself. Um, I just jumped on it. Baylor Missions does a really good job of just providing an opportunity that uh, maybe once in a lifetime, just to get outside of your own cultural context to uh, carry the name of Christ to other cultures. Coming here has really kind of changed my viewpoint on how much I take for granted. As Christians, we are really one big family and um, just showing like God's um, creativity in just the different nations that he has made. Nothing compares to seeing it in real life. We are so blessed that we go to a school that values different cultures. I think that I've really been able to see just a clear presentation of God's grace and power that I've never been able to see before. It's an experience that you'll remember your whole life. When somebody is hopeless, he can do nothing. But uh, when you come, you give more than a visit. You help them to realize that they are still alive and uh, uh, they are treated as other human beings. share with you some opportunities that you can get involved in missions uh, through Baylor uh, for 2013. And uh, one of the things that I just wanted to express is what Baylor, um, how we kind of define missions um, as an institution uh, and also uh, the faculty and staff and the student groups that we work with um, to go on mission trips. And that's through this quote by Mike Stroop, who's a Truett Seminary professor. And uh, Baylor Missions is all about people being transformed by people being transformed. And so you've heard some really awesome stories um, of transformational things from our students, Josh and Emily, and how going on missions have changed their lives. But at the same time, those kids and the people that they interact with all around the world, they're changing the lives um, of each other as well. And so we would love for you to have those opportunities uh, just the same as um, the students who've gone before you. And so for 2013, we are hoping to send out um, 26 different missions teams to 19 locations all around the world. Um, and hopefully um, there will be at least 300 students, and we hope that you will be one of those students. Um, we have mission trips that go out um, three different times during the year. The first I wanted to talk about is spring break trips. And um, one of the things about spring break trips is we try to do some domestic options here in the U.S. And one of the ones I wanted to highlight is a freshman-only spring break trip to Louisiana. 
And um, this is the first year we've ever done it, and it's going to be is planned by freshmen, uh, and it's going to be um, doing disaster relief in Louisiana. So if you're interested in that, we have a table um, at the back of chapel today, and we'd love to give you more information about an opportunity uh, to serve uh, with your class. Um, some other locations that we're going during spring break, uh, the border of Texas, Eagle Pass, Alabama, and El Salvador. For May trips, which is our most popular time of the year um, to travel on Baylor missions, these are all two-week uh, short-term mission trips. Um, some of the ones that I wanted to highlight, Ghana Community Development is the team that Josh and Emily talked about, if you're interested um, in that experience. We also have community development teams that go to Rwanda and to Kenya. Um, we also have teams uh, for students who are saying engineering, pre-med, medical, um, engineering, uh, nutrition, um, and also we have classes uh, and teams that go for uh, women's leadership, um, sports, um, all different kinds of teams depending on what you're studying here at Baylor um, or also if you're just interested in a specific topic. Like for example, our Washington DC trip is a social work trip that's gonna focus on hunger for this year. We also have one uh, kind of rogue mission trip uh, that's by itself in July and it's a outdoor recreation and leadership team. Um, they go to Athens, Greece and work with um, Albanian youth um, doing one-on-one -on -one mentorship and outdoor uh, rec and adventure. So if that, you're interested in that, uh, I can get you information on that as well. Some of the things to know about Baylor Missions and kind of why we do missions as a university uh, is that we want Baylor students to understand uh, the Missio Dei or the mission of God and to understand the fact that God is already at work all around the world and that we just have this opportunity to go alongside uh, people from all different walks of life and share in what God is already doing. Uh, and we want you to be able to experience that as well. We also want you to understand that you have a personal responsibility to love and to care for your neighbors. That's your, anyone from your roommate to those kids at All Nations uh, Orphanage. You have an opportunity to share God's love with them and for them to share their love with you. We also want you to understand what it really means to have a vocation as your calling and how to apply that in a global context. We also want you to gain a healthy respect for um, our global ministers and for their ability to share the gospel um, and to love on their community. And uh, that's one of the great things about Baylor Missions is we partner alongside of people um, in Kenya and Rwanda, all over the world who are already serving God in such special ways. And you get to experience that alongside of um, these ministers and these nonprofit leaders um, and just see what they're already doing uh, in their communities. We also want Baylor students to be able to reflect and to integrate this experience into their lives post-mission trip. So during the mission trip, you'll have uh, time to kind of sit back and uh, think about what you've experienced um, and how in the world that's going to apply to um, your life here at Baylor um, and your, even your future profession. How is missions going to be a part of your life from now on? And lastly, we want students to be able to come back to Baylor and to share their stories like Josh and Emily, to be able to have an experience where not only they had an opportunity to transform lives, but that they were personally transformed. And I want that for each of you. So some basic Q&A, um, things that we're constantly asked about Baylor mission trips, um, is what does the cost include? And so when you see that a trip costs $300 or $4,000, um, 
you know that that includes everything. And so there's nothing out of pocket that you're gonna to have to worry about unless it's just your passport or if you have to get some shots uh, to be able to travel to a certain country. And so it's all inclusive. Uh, we take care of all the planning um, for you. And so it's just kind of a one-stop deal. Um, and the other thing that I'm constantly asked is, is there scholarship money available for missions? And that is a resounding yes. Uh, we have um, missions uh, scholarships available to students, and once you're accepted onto a team, you'll find out more information about how to get scholarship money. Uh, we also have lots of fundraising opportunities. I have many, many stories of students who've managed uh, to not pay one penny for their mission trips, and they just have the support of the community and their church families and friends back home uh, to support them on missions. And so don't let cost be a factor in preventing you from going on missions in 2013. If you're interested in learning more about uh, Baylor Global Missions, we're going to have an interest meeting tomorrow afternoon at 4 over in the Bobo. Um, if you have any specific questions, I'd be able to answer them then. Uh, we also have a table at the back of chapel and to talk about freshman mission trips. And so if you're interested in any of those opportunities, we are more than happy to help you to go global. Thank you. What a great day in chapel. We've heard from students who have been abroad and served Christ to the nations. We've heard from people who have been born and raised in countries other than, than this one. And I hope that God has opened your eyes to the great need around the world. I hope that you'll visit two tables outside and learn ways that you can go and be Christ to others. Let's stand together and receive our benediction. Now may the grace and peace of this God who is God of all nations and all people, may that peace follow you throughout this day and the rest of the days of this week. Amen and amen.